calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the divine plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to I'm Listening. My special guest today is comedian Sarah Garner, who I recently discovered has a very interesting background when it comes to psychology. So I thought she would be a great guest uh, to talk about Frasier and Niles and sort of, you know, their approaches to therapy. So please welcome Sarah Garner to the podcast. Hello, Sarah. Hi. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. It's so great to be here. So I'm really excited to uh, get into sort of your background because you did mention off the air that both of your parents are psychologists. Yeah, they are both clinical psychologists um, and they do therapy. My dad doesn't do therapy full time anymore, but Mm -hmm. they both are therapists and like that's what they've done my whole life. Gotcha. All right. So obviously I'm going to have so many questions. I'm so excited (laughs) to get into it. But before I always like to ask all new guests, you know, what is their history with Frasier? What, how did you get into it? Yeah, I think I like, I think I watched it a little bit when it was actually out, but I was pretty young at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think my most recent Frasier experience is my mom had knee replacement surgery last May. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I was taking care of her for like a couple weeks. And we were looking for something to watch every night as we're falling asleep. And we found Frasier on Netflix. And so we binged the entire show wow. in like two weeks. Whoa. Yeah. I, it it might have been excessive, but it was a lot of fun. And so that really refreshed my love for it mm-hmm. uh and i think it was cool to get to watch it with my mom who comes with a background of psychology yeah i mean what is that experience like i've never watched that show with a you know a health professional sitting next to me so <laughs> did she often critique the show as you guys were watching it what yeah was- i mean a health professional on painkillers no less <gasps> like yeah, even, even more better. fun <laughs> yeah. yeah she not really i think she is pretty good at like separating the fact that this is a comedy show. So mm-hmm. she 
would always just talk about how well written it was. Sure. Um, but I think like this morning I talked to her and I told her I was doing this podcast. And so then that's when she started to kind of dive into the more psychological perspective about it, which was really interesting. interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you. So in terms of, okay, so you watched it with your mom. Was that the f- you may have told me this. Was yeah. that the first time you watched it or you had watched it previously? No, I'd watched it before. You had. Yeah, but I was young, so I don't think I really understood. And like when your parents are both therapists mm-hmm. and you're young, you kind of like the world is through this lens mm-hmm. of mental health, which I didn't realize until I got older and met other people whose parents weren't therapists. So it's like you don't even notice sure. all of that stuff that probably seemed kind of foreign to other people when they were watching it. Absolutely. I mean, even today in my research, and I first I went on Reddit, which is good and bad, just because yeah. you you know fall into a dark hole. But I found a thread um, called you know who's a better psychologist, Fraser or Niles, which mm-hmm. we can talk about for yeah, sure later. Definitely. But um, somebody mentioned. Oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, they were talking about, yeah, who was a better psychologist and essentially um, came to the conclusion that Frazier was a Freudian psychologist yes. and Niles is a Jungian? Carl, Jungian, yep. You, Jung? Carl, is it Carl Jung? Jung, yeah. Jung? Okay, see? I'm already learning how to pronounce names. Um, and then I confirmed that theory because I read an article by um or interviewing David Hyde Pierce who plays Niles where he said that is true yeah. it is yeah he's a Freudian psychologist versus uh-huh. his brother who is not and they're like both bullshit uh can I can I, I can swear right you absolutely okay, can God. yes um absolutely. just spoiler alert like both of those theories are pretty much not evidence-based so all right well I definitely want to Let's definitely, I'm going to make a note of that. They're both bullshit and then we can talk about it. Um, But I am curious, uh, so as you watch the show for a second time, maybe by now you know, do you have a favorite character? Yeah. My favorite character is Maris. Whoa. She's not, I mean, she's not even there. She's not even there. So I'm curious. But she, every, I think every joke about Maris is the funniest joke and uh, I almost feel bad for loving her so much, but because she's like very ill. And there's just like, I just, I think it's, I, I feel like I know her so well because she is my parents' patients oh, in so many ways, right? Really? Yeah. And so I, I think every joke about her is the funniest. I feel like I know her. Um, so I think she's probably my favorite character. And I think second would definitely be Niles. I love Niles. I'm a big fan of his inferiority complex. Just oh. creates a compelling character. Um, but I'm curious. So you were saying, you know, you recognize Maris in a lot of your parents' patients. So given what you know about her, what would you say are some of the things physically and mentally she is suffering from? Yeah, she's super, super sick. Mm-hmm. Um, thin. Which should be thin. funny. Yeah. So she's definitely anorexic. My dad runs a clinic for... Uh, people with eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I like picked up on those references. That makes sense. Well, and uh, I think she like suffers from a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And I think she might be agoraphobic. I don't know. I'm not a yes. professional though, so I can't like diagnose her. But That's fine. I ask because 
when I, I was a psych major, fun fact, yeah. for two years before I gave up because I realized I had to take a lot of math and sciences classes. And it's neither of those subjects is a strong point for me. <laughs> um, but I was for sure the most interesting part of abnormal psych or of psych was abnormal psychology, like I, the, specifically that class and just getting into mm-hmm. m- uh, mental illnesses and, and classifying them. Um, and one of the um, assignments we had was to watch the movie Sophie's Choice and diagnose, I believe, Kevin Klein's character with whatever was wrong with him. It's been a long time, so I don't even remember how that went, but it yeah. was a very interesting exercise um, so that I was curious uh, what you thought about of yeah. Maris. Um, I definitely agree that she was uh, anorexic for sure the agoraphobic thing is starting to click for me though didn't think about it and now thinking wait she was never outside like ever yeah and she was never with her husband I definitely want to know more about your parents so I'm curious um, in terms of you, you know your mom and your dad well, you know what? How did they meet? Because I am curious. I mean, you know that Fraser's first wife, or excuse me, second wife, or third wife, he was married three times. Uh, Lilith, I believe, was his third wife, mm-hmm. who was also a therapist. Yeah. So how did your parents meet? So they, and it's it's embarrassing to say I'm like actually kind of fuzzy on the details. That's okay. I think my dad was working at... Um, I think he was working at the hospital as part of University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom was doing like an internship there. Got um, it. My dad's like five years older than my mom. Okay. Um, That's an acceptable age gap. It's I, <laughs> I think so. So I think he was working on his PhD mm-hmm. at the time and she was in an internship. Gotcha. I believe is what happened. So in terms of, I know you mentioned a little bit, but I'm curious, what are, what is the background in terms of your parents, in terms of their sure. focuses as psychologists? Yeah, my dad uh, is the, he studies eating disorders, mm-hmm. and he's actually, uh, fun fact, not to brag, but <laughs> brag away. The, the most cited person in the world in the research of eating wow. disorders. Okay. So he like developed the diagnostic test that people use to diagnose people with eating disorders. There are two tests, and most people use those. I did not know there were tests, but it makes sense. Yeah, so he developed those, and uh, now he runs a clinic mm-hmm. um, in Ohio mm-hmm. uh, for patients with he, like he's, re- he's mostly retired now, but um, that was his life's work. And then my mom got her PhD in school psychology, so she dealt a lot with, like, learning disabilities, mm-hmm. um, testing kids, doing that. And then what she did was she ended up um, she ended up working the in the adolescent unit at mm-hmm. my dad's clinic. Oh. And now she does therapy full time and she works with like a number of issues, um, whether they are like working with kids or she works with adults too and not just eating disorders. Well, so I know that I left off in my like schooling of, I I dropped out uh, after two years. I had learned enough that there's, you know, different approaches to therapy and I myself am in therapy and I'm a huge fan of it. So I used to be able to know the different classifications and I don't, this may be the right or wrong question, but like, for example, I'm a huge fan of cognitive behavioral therapy and it's, I believe, 
popular or, you know, helpful, especially for people with anxiety disorders. Mm -hmm. But then there's, you know, psychodynamic, psychoanalytic, Mm -hmm. and there's probably a few more. So I'm curious in terms of how your parents approach, um, or like your mom who does specifically see different patients, does she have a specific approach? Yeah. uh, My mom, I think both my parents and what most I think what is the dominant theory of right now mm-hmm. is CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy or also dialectical behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're, I mean, not a therapist, but uh, they also have been in a lot of therapy. And so I think those are used together more than anything else. Um and I think Frazier and Niles would lie more on the psychodynamic side. And that is like, that's the classic Freudian laying on the couch, digging up all the bad memories. The unconscious. <laughs> the unconscious mind. Sex with your mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all the creepy stuff. <laughs> and that is. While there's still definitely people that do that, I think it's just less prominent now because it's not shown to be as effective. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me personally, absolutely. Or well, there's me and and my dad. My dad has obsessive compulsive disorder. Got it. And so I myself do not have OCD, but I definitely have anxiety. And I recognize if you're dealing with something, I guess perhaps not a traumatic event, that it's just so helpful to figure out what you can do. In yeah. terms of, you know, your behaviors and or your thoughts and how they affect your behaviors. It's just I've definitely seen that help my dad, yeah. the CBT approach, yeah. and myself. So I'm definitely a big fan. I'm curious, growing up with two parents that are therapists, yeah. is it hard to win a fight? Oh, or, my gosh. Did so you guys yeah. fight? Like, how does it work? Yeah. It's, I, that's like, that's such a weird question. I think people, <laughs> no, it's a great question because people usually like approach when they find that out, they, first they're like, oh, no, like they can't believe it. And it's like, uh-huh. actually, you know, therapists spend a lot of time together, so it would make sense that they would get together. But um, people usually ask me, like, did people or did your parents do therapy on you growing up? Mm-hmm. And like, I guess I don't I actually don't know yeah and I've never thought about how they fight Uh and how disagreements happen so my parents are divorced gotcha so they did fight a lot growing up and there were fights in my house Mm -hmm. that I think were the same as any other fight I think the difference always and I think the difference in me now is just that I am so painfully self-aware. Like everybody in the house Mm -hmm. is so self-aware, which is a good thing. And I think the world needs more self-awareness. Like people need to understand who they are more. But I think when you're in a house where you're surrounded by mental health, Mm -hmm. everyone is so painfully painfully self-aware and painfully understanding of their own strengths and weaknesses. And there's almost like – Normal relationships happen despite that. It totally makes sense. I mean, before meeting you, fun fact, I, I'd i say probably the meanest person I had ever met. And I think this was – this. it might just be, uh, you know, a coincidence. But um, I remember at one point I had watched at least half of the first season of American Horror Story. And okay. I don't know if you watched that show. But – the first season takes place in a house that's, you know, haunted 
just yeah. your classic scary stuff. <laughs> and it's like a family and the dad is a psychologist and he takes patients in his home. So that's that weird. was okay. Right? I'm glad you told me like, that. That's, I feel like that's a weird. I didn't know if that was normal or not normal or I like out of the ordinary. And then I think a year later I worked with somebody who – was easily the meanest and most manipulative person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. She was just the kind of person who would say, okay, here's an example. Um, What is it, a backhanded insult or backhanded compliment? I didn't uh, wear makeup to work. I guess Mm -hmm. I was... didn't fully understand the dynamics of work yet. And I was naive to think I could be a woman who just didn't even put foundation on. God forbid. God forbid. Uh, And at this particular job, this was working in TV. So she said something to me like this coworker was like, I love how you just don't wear makeup because like you just don't care. (laughs) Like, and I thought that was, that was, that's a perfect example of her. So she told me her dad um, was a therapist and he took patients in his home and that struck me and I just thought you know then I met one more person who I do like and his mom is a therapist and he's also the kind of person very nice extremely self-aware and I just thought these these can't be coincidences right I mean just in terms of how you would you say this obviously this is going to be a yes but I'm curious in terms of how you interact with other people Mm -hmm. whether it be your friends or Mm -hmm. or you know even in relationships how how much of your approach with your friends and or loved lovers, loved ones, <laughs> is affected by by your parents and the way they interacted with you? Yeah, it's like it, that's such a weird thing. And I think I've, I've spent my whole life trying to like parse the two things. Yeah. Like what is me and what is my upbringing, sure. which I guess is the ultimate question. And I I, I – I have no, I have no idea yeah. because I think, and I think you see it in Frasier too, like mm-hmm. whether you're a therapist, whether your parents are therapists, whether you are super self-aware, whether you have an understanding of mental health, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you are the best therapist in the world, you are still you. Mm-hmm. So like if you're a narcissist, you're still a narcissist. Like you're sure. still, if you're a mean person, like you're still an asshole. Absolutely. No matter how much knowledge you have about mm-hmm. it. So I think it is, like it has to be, twofold like it has to like I think I have a better intellectual understanding of people when I meet them like I've always felt that weird thing like I get you Mm -hmm. like I know your story and I think I'm usually not to brag pretty close like I'm pretty close and I, I I can understand people but I don't know if that's just naturally because like it could be anything like it could be I'm just naturally like a perceptive person it could be that I've lived my life with therapists my whole life. It could be because I've lived my life with people who are attracted to mental health mm-hmm. that they're naturally very perceptive and they pass that on to me. Like sure. I just – there's no way to know. I do know that my friends like love to come to me with questions and with adv- – like for advice or like – if nothing else, for emotional validation of like, actually, it's pretty normal to feel these feelings. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I, um, well, it's funny. I, I think this is a pretty good rule, but you know, I've been seeing the same therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious if she listens to this podcast, but um, I hope she does. I've been seeing her for her for many years uh-huh. and I don't know that much about her. I was saying, I was actually, so weird, right? I try and I'm still trying to figure out how to work this into like stand up, but. This person, this person that I see that knows everything about me, 
I don't know anything about her. It's so weird. Yeah. And it feels weird to ask, right? Yes. There's like this weird boundary of like, I can't actually, like I don't, I can't actually ask you these questions. There's a boundary and for me, it makes her almost a bit mystical and mm-hmm. and and less human. Not in yeah. a bad way. I almost don't want to know. Yeah. Like I, I, I constantly think about, you know, the thought of her being an imperfect person. Mm-hmm. And and it's for you, it's like you see all sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we want like I think like people can fall into two camps. Like one, they want their therapist to be like this angelic mystical being sure. that is just there to sh- to to be there mm-hmm. or i think there are also people and i think we like see this in fraser also but i think like there are also people who desperately want their ther- therapist to be as fucked up as they are mhm and i'm like wondering That's like what is the like what's the difference there i mean it's funny that you said that because I never thought about that. I think I always, for me, my fear is discovering, like, if I, like, for example, this is a worry I've had in the past. Mm -hmm. If I've used the bathroom, um, if I have to use the bathroom after her, I've been worried in the past that she's going to leave pee on the toilet seat because that would make her imperfect. Yeah. What I have thought about, which is not something I definitely thought of until I uh, stopped being a psych major, was Mm -hmm. how often and how often people get into psychology because of their fucked up family. Totally. Which I am guilty of for sure. For sure. You know, I wrote a screenplay. Gotta gotta figure that out. But I <laughs> that was the first screenplay I wrote. I was a screenwriting major. I wrote a have you ever heard of the movie War of the Roses? Yeah. Okay, so listeners, if you're not familiar, in my opinion, a great film. Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, uh, they're getting divorced, and essentially, um, they they end up trying to kill each other. Yeah. I think is the whole the, like the whole movie is them. as you do when you get divorced. As you do when you're getting divorced. My parents are divorced. Totally fine. They're actually good friends. Live near each other. Very helpful for me growing up. Yeah. You know, commuting. But both of my parents have obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, God. and that's like a. It did not bring them together yeah that was definitely part of the reason they got divorced it was as if they had like competing Mm -hmm. mental illnesses and competing like obsessions and compulsions so I wrote a screenplay that was supposed to be about them getting divorced except that they both have OCD and they're trying to kill each other Mm -hmm. and you know I think it's got uh oh here right the reason I brought all of this up I think that's definitely part of the reason I got into psychology I was like oh there's all kinds of fun stuff on my mom's side and um, it was just like a very startling realization and also makes me realize, oh, I'm sure my therapist has her own private reasons why she got into therapy. Yeah, I think so. My dad has like hired therapists, too. Mm-hmm. And so I've also like heard things through that lens of like, yeah, a lot of people do get into psychology because of their own issues because sure. they're seeking some sort of solace yeah. from it. I and I. I you brought up like a really good point about understanding your parents' diagnosis more and sure. just like the desire to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've lived my life knowing everyone's diagnosis, like whether I wanted to or not. And it was just like that's the language that we used yeah. to talk about people. Like, oh, so-and-so has like a little bit of this. and a little, You know, and it was so it, – it was never weird to me that sure. people would have mental illness. I have my own crippling anxiety problems and – I, I think like 
the idea of like diagnosing everybody is just a weird yeah I mean I definitely um I know that I can't do that because I'm not I just didn't grow up with that and if anything it's like why do I go to therapy therapy uh you know part of it is I overthink things a lot yeah and I think too much about about Mm -hmm. certain people I'm curious do you feel like you know the fact that you are you know you're able you're intuitive I guess perhaps do you feel like that's helped or not helped in dating oh in the past I have no idea I'm just like a that it's so funny that you bring that up because I think that's like the only part in my life that I am not with it. I don't know who is. Yeah, right. And I, you know, so that's the thing. I, that's why I asked because I'm curious. It's like, um, you know, everyone comes to each other uh, for romance advice. I know that mm-hmm. I have realized in the past if there are certain things I was worried about, you know, I deep down I wanted a friend to be like, you're wrong. This isn't a red flag. You're fine. Yeah. Because I know that it's so much easier if somebody comes to me and is like, oh, this person is clearly, you know, not great and uh, things are not going to work out. And it's, mm-hmm. I can see that so easily, but it's yeah. so hard to do it when it's you. It's so hard to do it. Right? I, and I think, I think I'm the worst because I, th- I, th- I'm so arrogant when it comes to like understanding people because mm-hmm. I, I would be too. Ha- right. I, I like, I'm so- <laughs> and so like, even if somebody were to come to me and say, like, that's a red flag, you should really be concerned about this, I'd be like, I know what I'm doing. I'm fine. I get my people. parents. <laughs> I would be very annoying if I were you and I go, My parents, uh, I grew up with psychologists, okay? Like, I know that people can live normal lives with bipolar disorder. I know. Uh, so what? He's not medicated. So what? <laughs> there you go. But I think it just like there's a level of arrogance that like allows me to kind of get away with doing what I want. Of course. Even though I know better. I I again I would use it to my advantage all the time mm-hmm. if I if I had that advantage. Is there a I will definitely move on to the more Fraser. I've no. this is just so interesting. I, I'm completely fascinated. This is a great conversation. By all of this. But I'm curious and totally respect I may have been one of those people to ask, but I assume it comes up obviously. Yeah. You're both of your parents are psychologists. And then when you are in on a date, for example, or just meeting somebody, is there a question that you're like, I wish that nobody would ever ask me this question again once they find out that mo- both my parents were therapists? I don't, th- this yeah. probably isn't a good comparison, but like, you know, I try and be more aware of when I meet really tall people because sure. often they've told me, they just, people say, you're really tall. And then they're like, I know. Why, yeah. why are you telling me? And you're also a very short, like we are both oh, petite co- Oh, people. I've heard. Yep. And that's why I have great sympathy yeah. for extremely tall people. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's, like that's the most annoying thing when somebody's like, oh my God, you're so, like it's annoying, but it's also fun when like, oh my God, you're so tiny. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know, that sounds awfully condescending. I'm <laughs> yeah. a person and I'm, I'm aware a, of my height. I'm a grown up. Uh, yeah. I think I used to hate the question of um did they do therapy on you growing up because uh-huh. like also that just doesn't exist right like yeah i, I don't i don't pay them no, <laughs> um it's not cheap <laughs> but i i don't hate that question anymore because i had this moment when i was home for christmas my brother got married last year mm-hmm. so it's been interesting to see like i just have one brother and then my parents my parents worked a lot like my brother and i are very close 
So there was like never another, like I, I didn't have a sister. And so it's been cool to like get a sister into the house oh. now, like through my sister-in-law. But oh. then also it's been cool because she brings in this totally different perspective as mm-hmm. like being part of our family, but not growing up the way we did. And so she said something over Christmas um, where I like made a comment of like, yeah, people always ask because I'm trying to work it into my stand up that my parents are therapists and it's kind of hard. And it so, is hard. It's like, what, like, what is funny about this? Um, so my so my sister in law said something of like, I said something about people always ask, you know, did they do therapy on you growing up? And Mimi's like, oh, they totally did. Like, I know they did. And I was like, how do you know, Mimi? And she goes, because I was talking to your mom like last time I was visiting and I was talking about this like problem I was having and before I knew it and she was just listening like she was just listening and being great and then before I knew it I'm like laying on the couch like (laughs) crying like telling her my problems and I was like I guess you really can't escape it I guess not well also because it's like what becomes the difference you know obviously you're gonna have heart to hearts with parents yeah so what separates it from being therapy versus not totally and it's like on this weird intellectual level where I'm like mom I know you know what you're doing but also you're like a great freaking mom because you're listening to me so like it had there had to be there were definitely even though I there was no actual like therapy but like definitely interactions where my parents could not escape their therapeutic background. Sure. And I think it was probably annoying, but also <laughs> really great at the same time. I have complete faith that you will work it in. I, right. I think you will. Perhaps yeah. after today. Maybe today Maybe. will be the inspiration this I need. This will inspire it. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. The thing that I fought tooth and nail to bring my son into is Dungeons and Dragons. That is the ultimate solution to parenthood. I'm Alexis Ohanian. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. I talked to Rain Wilson. I wanted to learn more about Rain's advice to play D&D with your kids. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. 
New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Um, so you did mention that you talked to your mom yesterday about this morning, uh, this yeah. morning about the podcast that you were doing. So did you guys talk about, because I was going to ask you, you know, essentially, you know, I was thinking about Frasier and Niles um, and their approaches. Frasier's Freudian, uh, Niles is Say, say his name again. Jung. Jung. Jungian. Yeah. Is Jungian. So, yeah, I guess I want to start with with, with Fraser, who I actually uh, have an excerpt which I'll just read, yeah. read you from. Um, he is Freudian. And, you know, when I found a Reddit thread about who's a better psychologist, somebody cited as proof a clip um, from the show that he's Freudian, which is season one, episode four. This episode is called Kissing Cousins. Raz's cousin, who is played by Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. a very young Zoe, uh, Zoe Deschanel, comes to visit. Um, and she brings Frasier a bust of Freud to try and be ironic. So she says, so Frasier says, well, a bust of Freud, that's really quite thoughtful of you. And she says, I figured you'd appreciate the irony since he's been proven wrong about practically everything. And Frasier says, I like to think that Freud's theories will withstand the test of time. She says, really, have you read any of his books? And he says, excuse me, young lady. And then he uh, is about to launch into a tirade about it. So he's definitely pro-Freudian. Yeah. So I guess given that you watch this uh, show with your mom, what is she, does she have any specific thoughts or do you have any specific thoughts, both of you, on his approach throughout the show? Yeah. So I don't, I don't get it. In some ways I don't get it because one, also he's not a psychologist. He's a psychiatrist. So he's a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And... Freud is com- like not evidence based, so mm-hmm. w- research has proven it to not be very helpful. Mm-hmm. That mode of therapy, and so I don't get how somebody with a medical degree and a medical background who's supposed to be really evidence based is like a f- Freud fanboy uh, yeah. in some way. Maybe yeah. P- part of me wonders if that was like a mix up. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> it is funny because I think that in the world at large there is people think that psychologists and psychiatrists are interchangeable mm-hmm. but they're not at Absolutely. all and i think that's like a common thing in the world that people don't know the difference so a psychiatrist is a medical doctor that's where you get your drugs from mm-hmm. uh, that's wh- that's who gives you the xanax Absolutely. Uh, that you need and then a psychologist usually has like a phd or a psyd and they like psychiatrists typically don't do a lot of therapy. They do mostly medical medicine checks and then psychologists will do more therapy and they're, they can't prescribe medicine. Given my own history, and I, I don't know if you think this is correct or if you have any observations, I feel like, I mean, at a certain point I was only seeing a therapist and yeah. then finally got up the guts to see a psychiatrist sure. about anxiety medication quite expensive oh that, so that hourly expensive. rate for a psych or a psychiatrist is whoo-hoo, right through the roof crazy they see you in 15 minute intervals yeah is it because of that medical degree <laughs> that they get to charge so much money I, you know it doesn't they go to the same number of years of school i think i, I, oh, I, I don't man. know what i don't get it i don't get it either. but they are making some money they're making a lot of money <laughs> it's crazy too because you know i feel like 
all whenever I think of you know the good drugs I personally yeah. don't take pills recreationally yeah. as in you know sometimes people will say things to me like oh I was at this party and like we took some Xanax I was like where are you getting Xanax? Yeah. <laughs> how did you get this I I don't know and I've never had an experience where I I could like easily obtain medication so the only thing no. I can think of especially in New York when I was shopping around for psychiatrists was they had some very expensive rates and I thought oh who can afford these very wealthy people yeah. so I'm guessing that helps probably <laughs> to be wealthy to get all the quote-unquote fun drugs good drugs I am not interested in taking Xanax I just wanted to I bring that up have taken it like prescribed mm-hmm. um, but I'm not yeah I'm like that does not sound Yeah. I mean, I personally fought uh, taking anxiety medication. I don't know. Very scared of pills. Sure. And, you know, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I think I was given codeine. I only took it once and I was convinced when I was uh, in pain after I took it (laughs) that I was like in withdrawal. (laughs) But really it was like, oh, you should have kept taking it because like you're in pain. And um I mean, I'm pretty relieved to discover because then I had surgery a few years ago and they gave me, I'd consider the heavy stuff, which was oxycodone. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy it. I hate it. I don't like being drugged up. It Ugh, is not fun for me. It was me. terrible. I, ha- I when I got my wisdom teeth out, I think I took like a half a pill yeah. and I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. I, like, I never want to feel this way ever again. No. And so I was like hitting Tylenol for the rest of the You know what? Good for us. I think that really says good things about both of us. Obviously moral superiority. Yes, very smart. So, okay. so Sorry, that was a tangent. Oh, no, no. I completely went off and started talking about pills because I can't help it. This is also interesting to both of us. Yeah. So in terms of Fraser's approach, I I agree with you. I think something does not add up there, especially Mm -hmm. because it's like he's a psychiatrist who then has a radio show. Right. And... Uh, the care. only part of that that makes a little bit of sense to me is I think of the TV doctors that we have yeah. and what quacks they are, such as Dr. Phil, oh, I think is a very good example. Insane. I don't know what his background was as an as an actual I don't I don't know what his medical yeah. background is. Yeah. So to me, it's like, does it really matter what your background is or more of like what do you come off as? And I feel like Frazier as a character and as a psychologist and his voice and what he was saying to people on the radio was like what you want to hear. Like a very yeah. calm, almost weirdly British sounding yeah. voice. The, I think the whole show is built on like, I think I feel like therapy got trendy in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? And then this was in the early 90s. Yeah. And so I think the whole show is built on this, on public perception of what a psychiatrist when people don't actually know like what that is Mm -hmm. like built on public perception of what therapy is and what psychiatrists and psychologists do Mm -hmm. and like who are the prominent theories like nobody knows it's built on that and it's built on like public perception of mental health and in some ways it's great because it gets people talking about mental health, mm-hmm. but in other ways, it's like actually built on all these erroneous perception, like right. perceptions of what mental health is, because everybody has heard of Freud, Absolutely. right? Like when you say you studied psychology, people are like, "Oh, Freud," yep. and you're like, "Actually, he did a lot of cocaine and is a crazy person, and yeah. like all of his theories are sexist." Like, but that's what people know, mm-hmm. so it's really easy and it's good fodder for entertainment to mm-hmm. have this guy. St- studying Freud 
that's just what people get and pe- what people understand. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as you and your mom are watching it, um, did she – What d- does any particular moment come to mind or episode that you yeah. guys were watching where she had any kind of very strong opinion about psychology or – you know, Frazier's approach or Niles' yeah. approach. My mom's pretty good at separating. Yeah. So and like not getting psychologists. <sighs> I know. God bless her. She's, and mother. <laughs> <laughs> mom, shout out mom. Hope you're listening. Hi, Karen. That's my therapist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maureen, this one's for you. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah. So yes, I was definitely curious. It sounds like your mom, even on painkillers, is able to separate yeah. good TV from yeah. an actual, you know, how to approach yeah. medicine. Even when I asked her this morning, she said like, yeah, duh, it's all crazy. But it's just such a well-written show. Absolutely. I was like, mom, way to have a comedy mindset. I mean, sometimes even just the way the fights break out between Niles and Frasier mm-hmm. almost feel like mathematics. Like yeah. it's just like one zinger after another. Does it Does it feel – does it – so like I think Niles has OCD. Yeah. And oh, so like, for sure. Do, does it – like tell me what your – like what that brings up for you given your parents have – both have OCD. I mean, I think the strange part is um, watching that show even now, mm-hmm. it's like that just dawned on on me. Like I, I knew he had OCD, mm-hmm. but even I, in a way, somehow separated my parents from that show also because mm-hmm. they're not, you know, therapists. Yeah. But for me, like watching Frasier and enjoying it comes from a place of nostalgia. Yeah. So like I watched it as a kid – And I don't actually know how I would feel about it or if I would like it now. But I think it definitely helps. I think part of the reason I was very into it as a kid definitely was, you know, the early stages of like, all right, I am obviously curious about and and have some kind of feeling about mental illness. I know my parents both deal with it. And one day I did end up being a psych major for two years. Um, But I think part of it may have stemmed from from that show. I mean, one thing that, I think about more often now is how different Frasier and Niles are from his from their dad. So weird. Right? I mean, night and day. Um, I think there's definitely some complication if you uh, – I just started – I watched like two episodes of Cheers and it definitely brings some complication into it because you never meet their mom on Frasier, but you do meet her on Cheers. Did you watch Cheers? Yeah. Oh, I love Cheers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, still completely new show to me. Oh, love Cheers. But I met, uh, you, you meet that mom. She seems like a nut. So yeah. if anything, as we're talking about this out loud, perhaps it explains a little bit about Niles. But yeah, he definitely have, has he definitely has OCD. I don't think I ever really thought about it too much. I will say, if we're talking about approaches to therapy, if I had to choose in that show who would be my therapist, I would pick Niles 100%. 100%. I mean, to me, part of it is that he does have this inferiority complex. And I think it makes him a little bit more soft-spoken, um, a little bit less. He definitely has less of an ego. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely trust him and feel more comfortable and feel like I could really express any th- feelings I was having to him and have him fully listen to me. Yeah. And not be like, I want to hear the sound of my own voice. I bet Niles is a better therapist yeah. for sure. Like, Frasier is so self absorbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're all self absorbed. I mean, and the show is about him, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's not supposed to be about how good of a therapist he is. Sure. But Niles is definitely the better therapist. And I was watching the other night. Um, I've, I, like I said, I fa- I've fallen asleep to Frasier every night this I do week. It too. It's great. Um, in, in preparation for this uh, recording, and I, there was like an episode where Frasier like somebody calls into his show, and he tells that guy to break up with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then the girlfriend comes to the studio. Do you remember this? Yes, and, and they, he like yes. d- like dates her. Yes, I was like that is some creepy. That is some super creepy stuff and um, wouldn't say a very, you know, a thought or a very, I would, I would say it's not a professional thing. Not a, pro- lacking the professionalism, Frasier. Lacking the professionalism. I think this brings us to a good point. I would love to show you a short clip yeah. from the show and I'd love to talk about it. I thought this was a fun a sort of illustration or illustration of uh, Frasier and Niles and Lilith's approach to therapy. So there, one of my favorite episodes uh, is called Room Service. This is from season five, episode 15. I remember this one. That is when Lilith is recently, um, her husband has just left her and she ends up sleeping with Niles, which Listeners, I hope you know what that means. That means Frazier's brother slept with his ex-wife. And so, you know, a a majority of that episode is then Niles hiding in the bathroom. He's dealing with his own issues. He's dealing with, what's it called when you fall asleep in uh, in the middle of like a sentence? Oh, narcolepsy. Yeah, he's he's dealing with a bout of narcolepsy because he's it's the only way he can handle the stress of his divorce and uh, Maris's lawyer's calling. So... He sleeps with Lilith. Then Frazier finds out, and then the three of them discuss what was the motivation behind uh, why Lilith and Frazier and Niall slept together. The past few days have been the worst of my life. I have never been less self-assured, more in need of validation, both as a person and especially as a woman. Niles was feeling the same thing. Exactly. Wait a minute. <laughs> Our physical reaction to each other was nothing more than a desperate attempt to reaffirm our own worth. Well, that is very impressive, Dr. Sternen. But I, too, happen to be a psychiatrist. Let me tell you what actually transpired. This was a passive-aggressive manifestation of your deep resentments toward me. Miles, you were punishing me for my notoriety. You for my successful adjustment after our divorce. It is this shared bond that brought the two of you to your palace of sweet revenge. If you ask me, you are both off the mark. Last night was about two people ruled by very powerful super egos, tortured by them, who found a chance, however misguided, to break through and rediscover their ids together. Call me an old softy, but that's how I see it. In in terms of all of those explanations, would you say... Uh, they were representative of the characters? Yeah, I think so. I think so, First, too. like, when you asked about how my parents fought, uh, that's actually <laughs> that's how they fought. Really? That's, like, totally – that is uh, – that's why I was laughing so much uh, because that is totally – except without the Freud jargon, but it's, like, simultaneous analysis and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like exhausting. <laughs> oh, it yeah. It actually is pretty exhausting. And – I think it is representative of all of their approaches. Personalities. Yeah. And I think the funniest part of that is like, I think 
like Frasier is insufferable and yes. I think that's why we watch yeah. uh, he's the worst but we love to watch shows about the worst mm-hmm. and he's pompous he's so pompous <laughs> and he is externalizing everything there like everything is everything one else's problem and nothing has anything to do with him uh, which I find very interesting because um, it's very indicative of just who he is and how he can't really actually separate himself from his approach. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's definitely been different episodes on this show where Niles and Frazier have used their power as mm-hmm. psychologists in a bad way. Definitely. I think that's a really good example, um, what you said, which is, well... I mean, in that case, yeah, Frasier. Actually, in the in the case of Frasier and uh, dating the woman whose relationship was ruined by him giving advice, I think in the end he feels bad about it. He does. He does feel bad about it. But I want to give an example of uh, Niles doing that. So, yeah. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, but Daphne and Niles eventually do get together. Uh, the love story of the century. The love story of the century. But before that happens, Daphne is engaged to someone else mm-hmm. named Donnie, who is actually Niles's divorce lawyer. So then Daphne has a dream about Donnie. Or no, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. She finds out that Donnie's going to propose marriage. And she gets really freaked out about it. And she's like, I don't know if I'm ready. Then she has this dream about a man that she, the man she's really supposed to be with. But he doesn't have a face and all she knows about him is that he wears a red bow tie. So she tells all of this to Niles. And then Niles com- like ends up essentially using that to try and manipulate this. I remember this. To yeah. manipulate Daphne out of not accepting the marriage proposal. And I guess falling in love with him. Because then he shows up at Fraser's apartment wearing a red bow tie. Um, so I guess having that kind of influence is pretty dangerous. Yeah. I don't know if your parents, That's well, fucked up, I don't know Niles. about you. Do you feel like they have ever used their power to get out of a situation? I know I'm referring to them yeah. being psychologists as actual superpowers, but I would think it's kind of helpful it is in certain kind of situations. A superpower. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I I don't I don't think that they've ever like done anything that insidious. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think <laughs> you probably shouldn't tell me anyway. Shout out parents. <laughs> Way to go not being horrible. <laughs> uh, I think the thing that my d- dad always says is because they both have doctors in front of their names. So he does say that that gets him more tables at restaurants. Really? So, yeah, apparently. Like, I was like, I don't think that's true. He goes, no joke. If you say, like, doctor, uh, wow. apparently people give a shit. I had no idea. Maybe it's just in Toledo, Ohio. Like, maybe that's just... That's just the way it is. Yeah. And they're like, not enough doctors here. <laughs> Give them a table. No. Are, are You're from Ohio, I think? Yeah, I grew up in Ohio. I got it. All right. Well, hey. Oh, actually, this has to be a question you get, maybe. Maybe once or twice. Has anyone ever been like, hey, I can't afford a therapist. You know, either can I see you, even though you're not actually a therapist? Yeah. Or can I see one of your parents, and can you get me, like, a reduced rate? Oh Has that God. ever happened? Uh, yeah. I don't think that people have ever asked that outright. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be pretty my, crazy. My friends growing up definitely call my mom. Like, my my best friend growing up was having career issues mm-hmm. and so she's like can I talk to your mom and I was oh. like mom are you cool with this mm-hmm. my mom's usually cool with it sure. but and then my mom did come visit a few months ago 
she came to visit New York and all of my coworkers were like, actually, can we all go to dinner with your mom? We need her. Whoa. Intense. Yeah. Did you? Uh, no, they didn't. I think a couple of them did. They didn't end up um, all going to dinner, but they like are waiting for the next time that mom comes to town. Wow. Uh, yeah. I meant to ask you this before. I know we talked about Freud. Yeah. Now, all I've mentioned about Ung, oh my God, I can't pronounce his name. What is it? Jung. Jung, Carl Jung. Okay, so Niles is a practicing Jungian. Yeah. Wow, it sounds so weird to right? me. So that, from Wiki, is is analytical psychology, right? Yeah. The Jungian approach. Uh, it's a school of psychotherapy which originated in the ideas of Carl Jung, a Swiss psychiatrist. It emphasizes the importance of the individual psyche and the personal quest for wholeness. Do you have the same feelings about uh, Ung versus Freud in terms of they're both quacks equally or is, you know, psychoanalytical or psychotherapy analytical? Is analytical a better approach just as outdated? What do you think? It's still outdated. They're still outdated. I think Jung is probably less insane, like unless like problematic Mm -hmm. than Freud. Sure. Because it doesn't have a lot of the same crazies but I'm, I'm actually like kind of fuzzy on them I feel like I am too yeah I mean I think I, I learned about them so I also majored in psychology um, ah. thanks mom and dad <laughs> I I think I'm fuzzy about it and I feel like I kind of like put it out of my mind because I was like this is well I wrote this down also from uh, this might be from psychology today the difference between okay. Freudian and Jungian wiki Jungian uh while Freudian wife the while Freudian psychoanalysis assumes that the repressed material hidden in the un- unconscious is given by the repressed sexual instincts, analytical psychology has a more general approach. There's no preconceived assumption about the unconscious material. The unconscious for Jungian analysts may contain repressed sexual drives, but also aspirations, fears, etc. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that's less crazy. Well, that definitely makes that Niles seems... the better psychiatrist. There you go. What do, What do your parents think? Do they have any opinions on who's a better psychiatrist in the show? Psychologist. Talk about that, but I think they would probably be aligned with us. All right. Yeah. My dad doesn't. Weirdly enough, my dad never watched Frasier, and I feel like he wouldn't. He doesn't love comedy, which is that's weird. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I don't, you know, (laughs) I don't get it. Um, And I feel like he would have more trouble separating. Like, he would get pissed off about all the Freud references as, like, fact. Huh. Like, he would get, like, he would be like, ugh. That he couldn't uh, separate. Right. Uh, He would not like that. I totally get that. Yeah, if he's not a comedy guy, then definitely not the show for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he would be able to separate himself. I think mom probably... Uh, Maureen, feel free to call in with your opinions, but I think mom would probably say uh, Niles as well. My gotcha. mom just loves Niles, too. Like, that's her fave character. Who wouldn't? I mean, hey, Maureen, maybe she should come do the show. Maureen, She's ever in New York. Get, is that, Maureen would be a great guest on this show. I'm sure she would. You would probably feel better, too, after you talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I would. Um, fortunately, I think it's – I'm glad that I do see a therapist because I recognize – how often people become you often friends become your therapist and totally that can be tough because they're not therapists they're not therapists and like how much we look to our 
friends. For like I think there's a place for everyone. There's a place mm-hmm. for your therapist and there's your place for your friends. That's right. And I think people struggle with how to separate those. For sure. Well, this has been enlightening. This has been very enlightening. I could continue talking to you and hey, perhaps that means a part two. Maybe. Maybe you and Maureen come in. <laughs> Maybe you just come in. I uh, I stand by what I said. Niles is my favorite. Yeah. Niles is your favorite. Niles is everyone's favorite. And I'd love to have Niles, the the character, come in and uh, we can talk. I wonder, uh, David Hyde Pierce. Hey. Are you listening? He's doing theater. We're listening. I, right, he's here. I think he is here. He's around. <sighs> so I got to get at least him into the studio. Yeah. Grammar, I don't think I could handle. He's a nut in I real hear life. He's, he's like a real kinda nut. kind of mean. You can, you'll find out if you listen to... Well, if you're listening to this now, this is being taped right before the release of the f- episode one of this podcast. And we talk about Fraser or Kelsey Grammer and uh, what a nut he is. Say he's an insane person. Ooh, he's an insane person. Um, but uh, come on to the show, Kelsey, only if you stay in character as Fraser Crane. That's like, who I want to talk to. Still kind of an asshole. That too, yes. He's definitely still kind of an asshole. But I at least appreciate that he gets a haircut in season two. Not into the long weird hair in season uh, one. I was, that was, maybe this is for part two. Yeah. How does he slay? You know what? I'm going to write this down for a possible episode two. <laughs> because hair. Hair style. Yeah, and like, how is he getting these smoking hot women? I don't. I mean, I asked that myself about. I mean, that's the question for most sitcoms, just in general. How? Yeah. Kevin, how? Kevin James, don't get me started. Ugh. But Sarah, is there anything that you want to plug that we should know about you before we depart? Oh yeah. Well, uh, I'm a comedian, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah J Garner. I know I am, and I look forward to the therapist uh, comedy material that is inevitably <laughs> coming from you. Exactly. I can't wait. And the tell-all book, <laughs> Raised by Psychologists. There's uh, a loose title for you. Yeah. Uh, I've thought about not a therapist, but almost. There you go. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much thank for being you. here. This was really fun. And um, all of our uh, viewers out there, viewers, all of our listeners out there, I'm a huge fan of therapy, even, even just as much so after learning about uh, what it's like to live with them. Go to therapy, everybody. You'll be a better person for it. Yes. And on that note, as, as Fraser says sometimes, wait, does he say goodnight, Seattle? Sometimes. Goodnight, Seattle. <laughs>